Hi, and welcome to episode 443 of the MWA podcast. I'm Kyle, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Sean and Brian. Mark is on assignment. Yes, I'm going to start doing that whenever one of y'all are missing. I'm just going to say you're there you on go. assignment. On yes. assignment. Undisclosed <laughs> assignment. I like it. <laughs> but uh, today we're excited to have Austin Waldo as our guest to talk about the upcoming Texas Woodworking Festival. Uh, Austin is also the uh, creator and head honcho of the Austin School of Furniture as well as the Texas Woodworking Festival. So welcome back to the show, Austin. All right. Thanks for having me. Long time listener. Yes. yes. <laughs> welcome. Well, I'm excited to talk to you about uh, the all the new things happening at the Texas Woodworker Festival. I think it's bigger and better than ever. So I uh, can't wait to get into that. But before we do, let's dip our toes in the woodworking news. Yeah. So um, first off, um, from Lost Art Press, they announced that uh, Chris Williams will be teaching two chair classes at Lost Art Press. Uh, Chris Williams is a Welsh uh, chairmaker that worked hand in hand with uh, John Brown for several years. So he's like an expert in the John Brown style of uh, Welsh stick chairs. And uh, like I took a class, I think his first class that he came over for. He lives in, uh, he lives over there in uh, the UK. And, um, you know, if you're looking for a fantastic class, this is definitely something that you want to put on your short list. And he's doing two classes. Uh, they run from June 5th through June 9th and from June 12th through the 16th. I think some highlights is, um, you know, he doesn't use a lot of uh, jigs or drilling techniques. A lot of it's, you know, by hand and, you know, the use of the force. Um, <laughs> but um, anyway, it's absolutely fun class to uh, meet with him. He's also the author of The Good Work, which is basically about the Welsh chair and John Brown. So, you know, like I said, I can't recommend this class enough. Chris Williams is just such a great guy and a great guy to hang out with, too. So, um, yeah, check it out if you want to. That build sounds, like a, sounds like a good one for sure. Oh, yep. my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but um, it was a registration opens on March 15th. That's probably after before you're hearing this. Um, so the likelihood of the mention of this will not affect the already overwhelming interest yes. in this class. So. <laughs> Uh, may may the uh, what is it luck be always in your favor or you know may the odds be yeah the odds yeah. be in your favor that's it yeah. best of luck getting into this class I don't know are they taking more than six or so in, in each I think class? it's six students each but um, you know always get on the waiting list because you know they yeah you never know there yeah, will that's, be that storefront's not that big I don't yeah. think you could really fit yeah they, no they yeah. can't so it's yeah. a beautiful beautiful place to take a class though it's really really warming yeah. And, Welcome. While I've yeah. been in Covington multiple times, I've never actually seen his storefront, although I think it might be where the Rubo books were displayed some years ago when he first got those out. Mm -hmm. um, Probably. It's on a corner. Before they produced them, yeah. I forget where exactly we were, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, I'd say tight. It's not uncomfortably tight, but it is a smaller space. So yeah, you can't pack dozens of people in there. For a, yeah. for a teaching session for sure but such a cool opportunity such a cool guy that's uh that's gonna be a good one yep yep i remember when i took the class and they had registration open you know it's like one of those things where i was at work i had two browsers open <laughs> i was sitting there refresh 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 <laughs> like like my kids don't know what the uh the concept of going out at midnight for the record to be released <laughs> yes you know now it's like or, oh so or the and so concert tickets standing yeah concert, concert tickets, tickets. Yeah. yeah i mean that was the the conversation this weekend was like hey so and so dropped a new album 
and he's like listening to it on Spotify that day on the way back from a tournament. I'm like, I you know nothing of of waiting for this. Like there's yeah. there's none of that anymore. Unless you're trying to go to a national park. Oh, there you go. Oh yes, yes, yes. Depending on the park, yes. Definitely. Yeah, are I there, saw. Are there some parks that are hard to get into? I, yeah. Yes. Well, oh, yes. Yeah, there's some that are booked, and then there are some that are not that well traveled. I saw some article like the 15 least traveled uh, national parks, huh. and uh, some of uh, I think like three of them were in Alaska. So yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. One of them is relatively adjacent yeah. to a chemical spill in Ohio, so maybe not. Don't go towards Cuyahoga anytime soon. But yeah. Uh, Aside from that, I've I've been to a few. I never had trouble getting in. It's it's uh, news to me. Yeah, some some of them. Some of the features sometimes are difficult. Oh, like, maybe like, that's it. Yeah. Like Yosemite, if you want to go up Path Dome, the permits are not easy to get. And so Yellowstone is probably a mess. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, we had we had issues with Glacier National Park last time. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. For certain features or just entrance? Um, I think it was just to enter. This is so off topic, but yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. I had no idea because like we've gone down like the Smokies and I've been to um, Mammoth Caves and and things like that. And there was never an an issue of entrance. Maybe uh, if one feature was a little stuffed that they'd have to control. But um, interesting. I've always wanted to go to Glacier National Park. I had a Mm -hmm. uh, college professor when I was a freshman in college. We had this required thing because I went to UT there was texas history class and this guy like during the summer was a park ranger at glacier national park so about 50 percent of the class was him showing slides of glacier national park Mm -hmm. (laughs) all all the stuff there but it was it was it was interesting interesting place but i've never uh, had a chance to get up there yeah there's some Uh, some good good woodworking up in montana yeah he told us what to do if you know you meet a grizzly bear and you know all those kind of things. <laughs> but anyway, uh, back to woodworking. So uh, Filder has a new bandsaw out with a sliding table. So occasionally I like to dream and see what's new out there that I would never be able to afford. And uh, <laughs> this came across. It's not actually on uh, Filder's uh, website, at least not the U.S. Filter USA yet, but it is a interesting. It's a beast of a bandsaw, but it's exactly like you like you would expect. It's like a sliding table off their table saw that's actually mounted to this uh, bandsaw, and um, it's pretty unique. It's pretty unique. Um, ten horsepower motor. Yes. Yeah. Ten horsepower. <laughs> um, what, what are you cutting on a ten horsepower? I mean. Motor? Yeah. A, 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 sliding, a sliding <laughs> system for a bandsaw. What are you cutting? If if you're not producing uh, live edge slabs of logs, I I I don't know why you're using a, a bandsaw for large capacity repeated cross cuts. I don't know. That's uh, there's yeah. I mean, there's some industrial use for this, I'm sure, but I would think a straight line rip saw would be. I'm thinking like a more table saw function would be more yeah. the, if you're going to do constant cross cutting like this yeah. or ripping. I, should, I mean, it is a cross cut sled, but really it's probably for ripping. Yeah. Unless you're doing some massive like logs of veneer. The one thing, the reason I say veneer is the one thing that I saw with this saw when I was looking at it um, on the filter side, like I said, they didn't have this particular bandsaw with the sliding table, but they had the actual, they had the bandsaw, just not with the sliding table. Mm-hmm. And this bandsaw was like their, dedicated resaw 
bandsaw. Yeah, so, I mean, I know, could see resaw capacity yeah. for sure. So, but yeah, I'm not sure exactly what you would use a sliding table, but I want one. <laughs> what, is, what does the slider do when you're resawing? I mean, if you, most resaw saws are going to have a power feeder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah that's what for, this one had. The, it the is other like one a, had a power feeder on it, but okay. I don't know unless you're doing. Yeah, it. this is more like cross cutting. So mm -hmm. it, it it's this operation of the slide is is you know it's on the the side of where feed you know stock would overhang to away from the blade, not towards the blade, but to the right of it in, in the way yeah. of cutting, yeah. and you're the the fence that it shows is actually perpendicular to that so it quite literally is you put you're putting a board up there and slicing shunk 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 and just sliding it forward every time you pass through and mm -hmm. going repeatedly i there's some operation where that's you i i don't know in cabinetry i can't think of an, an operation where you'd use a bandsaw for something like that well i know it'd be great for making uh wedges for tenons <laughs> a dedicated right. 10 horsepower and <laughs> a wedge, wedge maker <laughs> that's uh maybe a bit much maybe <laughs> well anyway i thought it was interesting it's it is it's very it's, interesting it's, it's, I, I'm, it's cool so uh yeah so that's check one of that the things out. like you, you go to iwf and you see that yeah, yeah and then yeah. you know what it's used for you know yeah. until then I, I can't quite put my head around it yeah uh i didn't mention the model number but the model number is the fb 740s so i so, assume that's 740 millimeters of capacity, capacity. Yeah. Yeah. Capacity, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah something yeah. like that so anyway so check that out yeah but, uh, it's interesting when you get yours let us know <laughs> all that patreon money <laughs> check it out <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> Well, um, next up, uh, Woodpeckers makes an appearance. It's been a couple episodes, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah. they have something new out. Um, it is the uh, Stealth Stop Miter Gauge. Now, a few months ago, they came out with the Stealth Stop Fence, which was a uh, basically a miter gauge fence that you could attach to uh, any miter gauge, like the miter gauge that came with your table saw. But now they've improved it and actually have a well, it's the same fence, and you can still buy the fence separately for like the thing is like fifty or sixty bucks. But now they have a miter gauge that comes with it, and it's relatively reasonable at a uh, hundred bucks. It's not uh, not a bad price. Yeah, yeah, and it has all the for the the episode, and I thought that was an individual part, but it just wasn't a very wood woodpecker-ish price. Yes, yeah, it looks yes. a little pared down compared to most of their products. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. does. It looks a little plain yeah. and aluminum, like bare aluminum almost. Yeah, but it does, you know, it does have some, you know, I guess laser um, cut indents for all the mo more popular angles for your miter gauge. But it looks pretty interesting. I'd like to see someone give it a, a, a test run. I think uh, Mark... Uh, needs to review his, yeah, review his, his uh, minor gauge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See what he well, thinks of this one. Is, is listening, you know, and you want to send me one, I'd be happy to try it out. Okay. There you go. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be curious. It, I mean, it looks, it looks decent. Their little stealth stop is something they brought out. So it's basically, it rides in a channel of this extrude mm -hmm. aluminum that, you know, it's when folded down, it's passable and you can then can set it in place and flip it up as a flip stop kind of, uh, yeah. you know, fence stop you know but um yeah yeah i mean reasonably priced for sure i'd, I'd yeah. be curious somebody somebody who's in need of a miter gauge upgrade for 100 bucks that's not terrible that's an introductory i'm sure mm -hmm. um expected to ship in june i mean there's all those kind of it's not a one-time right it's a 
Yeah, no, I think this is going to be. Uh, it's there, just introductory pricing yeah. right now. Well, one of the interesting things I've seen this on some other things that they have on their miter bars, the bars that actually go in the slots, is they have these little leaf springs in them, mm. and uh, that automatically adjust, which I think is a little bit better than some of the other ones that I've seen, where you have to, you know, torque a little screw that hits on a little plastic thing and makes it expand. I think this is a little bit slicker setup as long as it works as advertised. Yeah. That's but yeah. A, yeah. Thing. Well, yeah, and exactly. And one of the things they said, it would also work in um, slots uh, in her table saw that may be varied in thickness because at least leaf spring constantly adjusts back and forth. So hmm. interesting. Very. Yeah. Especially if you have an old saw or something like that, that may be a little worn in some areas. So yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Well, with that, um, who do we have to thank this week for our Patreon shout-out? Well, you know, we always like to give a shout-out to our Patreon supporters, and today we're giving a big shout-out. Let me know if you've ever heard of this guy, Brian Brazil. Brian, Brian. who? No. Yeah, 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 maybe rings a bell. He must be a new patron. Uh, he must be. Is he one of our newest ones? That's, he must that's be. very nice of him. Uh, Brian, joking aside, is, is a is a friend of ours and uh, thank you Brian for supporting us and you dear listener if you would like to join Brian in your support please go to patreon.com slash MWA podcast fantastic well let's move on to uh, what's in the shop so our other Brian Brian what are you working on so I'm cleaning uh, I think if anybody heard last episode was on we're taking two out of two bays of our garage to make them a uh, indoor turf field for my uh, youngest daughter who plays field hockey so I've been having this Marie Kondo moment in my garage that if, if anything I that basically wasn't bolted down or I didn't use it in the last six months either gave away or uh, donated it to wow. uh, so we're giving away some small pieces of furniture I didn't know I had like buckets of sidewalk chalk so if you were in northeast part of the country if you want some sidewalk chalk I have some for you <laughs> so you know I gave it as much away as I could I got most of it cleaned out and now I'm making um they call them bumpers for field hockey they're basically three two by fours glued up height wise and the center one is offset about a foot so there's a tongue and a groove basically on it hmm. and they they interlock that way and the uh, girls can ram up against it the ball and kind of bounces it back to you with with pretty good velocity hmm. so it's just simple stuff um getting ready to start drilling 16 holes in my ceiling and how to figure out how to move the uh, blown insulation without it coming down on top of my head so mm -hmm. get these new lights in fantastic yeah. some Make real sure you record that some real yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, spark, spark joy moments in your cleanup. Then uh, it's fun. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean I have lights in there now, but I need to take the ones they hang down from the ceiling. You know the mm -hmm. typical Costco, oh, Sam's Club lights that you can sure. buy. Um, those wouldn't last a week in there; they would be shattered. I was going to say, is is there a large bounceability, like head high of of that? Oh yeah, well the you can't. You're not supposed to swing a field hockey stick like all the way above your head like a golf club. So. But, you know, with follow-throughs and deflection off the post, the goal could take out the light. I mean, they're all LEDs. So there's no, like, fluorescent tubes or anything to worry about. But right, I just try to, like, it's getting to the point where I'm taking the tracks out for the garage doors. So she's got nothing vertically to worry about. Wow. Yeah, but the net finally came for the goal so I can finish the goal. And, uh, yeah, this, pro this project's getting out of control. So. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you put the turf in? Uh, no, it's supposed to come uh, or be available to be picked up next week. I, I, it dawned on me when I ordered the turf that the company that makes is in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is 35-minute drive from where I am. And I said, can I just go pick it up, save myself four or $500 in shipping? And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, sure. So, I'm gonna, I, you know, my truck is 
when Toyota Tundra is like 13, 14 years old now. So this pallet's supposed to weigh about 1,400 pounds. So I'm going to test the suspension on my truck. <laughs> see, <laughs> getting it home. <laughs> see if you get a new truck out of the project. That's yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My truck is coming up on, golly, it's 15, 16, 17 years old, uh, Toyota Tacoma. But um, it, uh, I just had the suspension redone on it about a year ago. And I went, oh, so that's why, how it's supposed to sit. <laughs> you know, like, I, I look like I put like a two inch lift kit on it, you know, that kind <laughs> and, of thing. And that's just proper <laughs> suspension. That's, that's nice. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's a little things indeed. So I also have uh, my wife finally gave me the, the final dimensions of her sewing stool slash chair for the foam. So I know how high to cut the seat, uh, cut the legs now to get the, you know, drop the seat back and everything. Mm. So I want to get that finished up and then do the innards and uh, then it's on to the pantry project. So nice. A lot of stuff. Sean, how about you? Uh, not a lot of stuff, but I get, I get to just gripe about my terrible day at work today. <laughs> oh, uh, do you ever have a day? Okay. I work in IT mm -hmm. and IT is usually a consistent thing. Sometimes things come up, but when three to five people all of a sudden getting blue screens of death on their computers, one of them four hours separated from another, and then getting on a call with our corporate IT to find out that this is happening across our company. Oh, okay. uh, major. I mean, not, not dozens and dozens of people, but today sucked. And it was so one of these things. Push out no, a faulty update or something. No. And that's what the thought like, okay, what updated, who did what yeah. it was actually, these were the most out of date machines. Hmm. Something happened where if you in a lot of these people had like an, a build of windows from 2018 and hmm. it was just oddly enough, <laughs> specifically, uh, after booting up, if teams launched automatically, the second teams was going to authentication, it shut the machine down. Huh. It was really? the most uh, obscure, weird thing. Every machine I touched took four hours to run through an update process to get it fixed. Sucked. Hmm. Wow. Sucked. I got 6,000 steps in my office today. <laughs> just going back and forth. <laughs> it was just that, that AstroTurf in your office. That's maybe. Right. Yeah. maybe. I don't know. It's like, I got to get new shoes. They felt a little worn out today. I don't know. It was, uh, it was bad. No, one of those hoverboards and go back and forth. Oh, I should. I should. Do you ever watch um, what was that movie? Um, was it Hackers? Yeah, it was Hackers. No. Yeah, Hackers. Um, early 90s movie. Anyway. But the IT guy for the company that was getting taken down, he scooted around on a skateboard. I should totally get like a hoverboard and just zoom around the office. That would be awesome. A one wheel. Or <laughs> one wheel. That's great ideas. I think I think the corporate guys might have a problem with me <laughs> zooming around like that. But a lot of blind corners in the office, as it were. That'd be dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Go the opposite and go old school and just get some old roller skates and just. Oh, see, you, you said old school, and I thought about bringing a penny farthing in and wheeling oh, yeah. around. <laughs> Unic unicycle? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be great. No, no, all kidding aside. It was just a crappy day at work, and it happens. But uh, yeah, anyway, Kyle, what are you working on? <laughs> well, um, well, I think I mentioned last time our drill bit saga, so that's, that's mm -hmm. ongoing. But today I received uh, the drill bits from the manufacturer that's making our trite line of drill bits. So my first, quote-unquote, big order. From them um you know we had we did you know had them do some um prototypes for us and they worked wonderful so i just got the uh, first orient um this afternoon and unpacked them and they look fantastic so awesome 
And then besides that, went on a mini vacation in uh, Central Texas, um, the Brenham area. It's not the hill country. It's almost to the hill country, but it's a little bit, I guess, northwest of Houston. And uh, we had a great time. Had an absolutely fantastic time. Got to see, uh, I, I put a post out there, some of the highlights, but uh, we went from LaGrange to Brenham to Belleville to Washington on the Brasses. That's where um, Texas declared its independence from Mexico, and they have a nice little park there and stuff and a uh, little recreation of the building. Apparently, it was a new building that the local blacksmith had just put up, so it was unfinished on the inside. You know, it's basically just, uh, you know, what would you say? It, it wasn't two by fours, but, you know, ba- basically two by fours and exterior siding was the building. When they recreated the building, they did exactly like it was. So it was pretty interesting inside. But uh, yeah, so we had a great time. The blue bonnets here in Texas are blooming early this year. So we found those and mm-hmm. it was it was fantastic. So awesome. Nice, yeah, the, nice little getaway. The pictures you shared looked wonderful. Yep. Very, like a nice getaway. Yeah. And the weather was just, you couldn't, it was like in the uh, mid to high 50s at night and 70 to 80 in the daytime. So it was beautiful weather. It's beautiful. So anyway, so Austin, what are you working on in your shop? Yeah, we just finished up a a long uh, timber framing class last week. And we've got several daytime and evening classes going on right now while I'm prepping lumber for upcoming classes. But the the project that I'm trying to work on is I'm I'm building a hand tool cabinet for myself. So in the 30 minutes a week that I get to actually work (laughs) on my own things, uh, I'm, I'm building a, a nice hand tool cabinet. I, uh, I wouldn't say it was a bad moment, but I, I, there was a recent moment that I went to grab one of my Lee Nelson chisels that were in the, the teacher cabinet and they had a big chip out of it. And I hadn't used it. And, you know, I had always had my tools mixed in with all the student and teacher tools. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to build a, a really nice cabinet. Yeah. Still going to be in the bench room, but it'll be off to the side where, hey, don't, don't touch those tools. Just... So as I'm working on furniture, I, I know that my tools will at least be sharp and there. Yes, unmolested. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So but is this a wall hanging cabinet? No, this would be a standing cabinet. Okay. I, I kind of pieced together a bunch of ideas and techniques that I haven't tried before and kind of put them together and uh, then try to design a really nice piece around that. So some really interesting curves and tapers and types of joints I haven't done. A lot of veneered Baltic birch for the panels. It's a cherry and then some reclaimed old growth dug fir. So it has a really interesting look to it. And then it's got a, a dowel joins kerf bent top to it. So it's got a really interesting top where it looks like a solid piece of wood but has a pretty nice curve to it. Mm-hmm. Are you going to keep your saws in there? Uh, is your saw collection too big to be inside uh, the handsome? No, I mean, I I personally have two saws. You know, with, with the student tools, there's... 15 of them, but those will stay where students can use them. It's more just my personal ones. And I've, so this cabinet is roughly two feet by five feet tall. And the actual amount of hand tools that I have takes up about one sixth of that. So (laughs) I'm building for the future. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. So what kind of uh, security features as far as locks, alarms, and things of that nature? (laughs) Just, just simple, you know, cow <laughs> electrification, you know, cow prods. Okay. So, I, I smell a very big puzzle box coming. There you go. 
It's just when you open it up, it's a mirror. It's a representation <laughs> of you know seeing the woodworker within yourself. That's sort of like, oh, deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll I can reach out to Craig Thibodeau and see if he'll you know lend you a hand there and give you some ideas. <laughs> that would be wonderful. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so, well, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Texas Woodworking Festival. So, tell us a little bit about the festival. I know a lot is changing this year from yeah past year. yeah you know we've we've found every year that we've done it that there was uh, a want and a demand for doing it bigger and mm-hmm. we've found that there's not really very small increments in terms of how you grow an event once it gets past you know renting out a back room at, at the olive garden there's there's not small event venues really in austin so when you when you're going to go big you have to go big so this year we're going to Palmer Event Center. So it's one of the larger event centers in Austin, uh, just south of the river. So it's got this amazing view. And we, you know, listened to people that came to past events and, and heard everybody's comments and good things and bad things and how to improve. So we're we're changing a lot of things in the sense of of making the event longer and making it cooler. Uh, in the sense that it's actually air conditioned. So yeah, <laughs> oh, literally. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, it got pretty hot last year. Uh, even it was in September. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was a little warm, but mm-hmm. that back wall was air conditioned. Yeah, sort yeah. Of. <laughs> had swamp coolers, so yes, cooler. But the, the Palmer Event Center is is fully air conditioned. Uh, the event is two days, so a full Saturday and a full Sunday for the event, and uh, slightly longer hours. So there's more time to come come hang out, but there's also going to be a lot of activities throughout the day beyond just the exhibition floor. Yeah, that's, that's, well, before we get into that, so when, when is the event? Um, it's going to be, what are the dates? This will be August 26th and 27th. Okay. So that's the weekend before Memorial Day then. That I sounds think. Right. Yeah, I, I believe so. Memorial Day, Labor Day. Labor Day. I always get those mixed up. As soon one, as I say Memorial Day, I go, I bet that's the wrong one. Uh, Memorial May. Labor <laughs> Memorial Day May. May. Yes. There you go. But uh, yeah, fantastic. So so it's going to be two days this year, mm-hmm. and um, so this is going to be this is going to be a real event. So I mean, with the education and stuff like that, because before you had some education there, but it was more like at the event itself, and someone would come in and do a little um, talk about something. And it was kind of interesting to see, depending on the presenter, is how much of the crowd from the rest of the <laughs> Of the uh, festival just moved over and and uh, and uh, watched those. So that so that was that was fantastic. So, what types of um, educational opportunities are you going to have there as far as uh, lectures and whatnot? Yeah, yeah. The event this year has a whole separate upstairs area, about five thousand square feet, that's just for that education. Mm-hmm. So the exhibition hall is this really really large, about twenty five thousand square feet of booths and tables. Uh, and there, there is a, there are going to be multiple demo stages on that floor, but those are more for companies that want to show off a product or talk about their company, where people are just kind of coming and going and checking out what's happening. Mm-hmm. But in that upstairs area, we we have a, a large kind of theater space and then a smaller classroom. And in those areas, we're curating. You can call them more class-like uh, sections of of the education component. So. That would be uh, Frank Straza doing, you know, teaching dovetails or marquetry, 
Philip's going to be talking about some steam bending and things like that to actual business or branding or YouTube classes in, in the, the smaller classroom. Oh, that is, that's interesting. Very, very cool. Very cool. Um, so is there, um, is there different ticket packages for these kind of type of things? I think I saw that on the website. There's like a, a, like a three tier level ticket package. Yeah. 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 We, we, we want to make sure there's always something for everybody. Mm-hmm. And if you just want to come and check out the event, then it's, uh, $35 for the general admission. And that includes a, a drink and some other things. And, um, and that's for both days. That's for both days. Yeah. Okay. Two days. Fantastic. Wow. And, yeah. you know, the, the thing to keep in mind is like, this is still the school's fundraiser. So right. people all often ask, well, why can't I just come in and take a look around? And it's like, you, you can, but $35 is kind of your donation to the school. You're also getting a free, a free beer as part of that. <laughs> that's so, right. General admission gets you both days in the exhibition hall. There's the demos that are down there. You can walk around. There's games. There's all kinds of fun stuff to do. And then the next level up is kind of that education level that gets you access two days to the exhibition hall, as well as all of those classes that are on the second. And then if you're feeling super fancy, you can get the VIP package, which gets you all of that. And then there's also a separate VIP lounge that has soft seating, a private bar, uh, an open bar, you get a VIP swag bag, and then you get access to the after party. Uh, I think I've talked to you about this before, that one of my goals has always been to have a after party where I actually get to meet all the people that come to the event because I'm so busy during the day. <laughs> that I want to <laughs> That's a great to. idea. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Yes, yes. And I think some years you were so busy during the day we're going to make it to an after party for more than an hour or so where you <laughs> yeah. just collapsed. Yeah. 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 So this year I, I do have an event management company that's helping me out. So I'm hoping that it's okay. a little bit less stressful on uh, the day of. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's fantastic. Well, that, that is interesting. I like the, uh, you know, cause I look back at it. It's sort of like uh, woodworking in America was kind of a little bit like that. They had like a, vendor area where they had mm-hmm. booths and stuff like that and they had some uh some education there but mainly it was uh, you know kind of like a little lecture or something like that but yeah locals could come in or you could come in and pay a price to just v- visit that but it was i think they charged by the day so it, you you know didn't pay one price and could go all three days but and then they had another price where you could do attend the lectures and the classes and do all that kind of stuff so it's kind of similar they never had the vip option though that's no that's they, pretty interesting <laughs> i like if that. you could if you'd find the organizers after in a bar you were lucky mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that was that yeah but the, so the opportunity to to kind of hang out with the the organizer and probably vendors and otherwise after the, after the whole thing is a really cool thing. Yeah. 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 It'll be the, the VIPs, which, you know, we're hoping for, you know, any type of furniture maker or influencer that wants to do that uh, as well as the the staff and the exhibitors get to go to that after party. So right. uh, you have a company a over here and company B over here that maybe they don't realize they should be talking to each other and network. And they're so busy during the day talking to attendees that, this after party might be a great way to do so. Yeah, a little networking opportunity, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What? Well, when is the after party? Is it going to be on Saturday or Sunday? Yeah, it'll be remote? it'll be immediately following the event on Saturday, okay. so five thirty okay. basically. And then we'll have uh, light light food, uh, of course, 
great drinks yeah. and lots of live music. So, so if you go, go Sunday, expect at least half the vendors to have yeah. be nursing a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> Never can. Uh, that may be possible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and of course, uh, I have always had the mentality that the event needs to be fun, and, yeah. and that you know, sometimes for some people that includes good beverages and, and live mm. music and so we'll have that at our event where you can you can have a really good time and walk around and enjoy yourself and learn a lot about woodworking there you go okay. now is there parking next to this to the venue do they have their oh, own yeah. dedicated parking yep yep so the palmer event center has its own parking garage so you can park mm-hmm. there as well as lots of public parking around uh, and this venue is, is very walkable or scooterable or uh, you just want to ride share. There's a separate mm-hmm. area for drop off for ride shares. Okay. Are there hotels and stuff like that nearby? Yep. Yep. On yep. our website, you can find the two hotels that we have blocks for. And there's a, a small discount that you do through our website. Uh, but being, you know, downtown Austin, there's hundreds that you can pick from. Yep. And it's not on a event weekend like a, uh, I mean, like the Grand Prix or a UT game or anything like there's, that. Right? There are always events in Austin, so I <laughs> I don't know what the event is, but it could be the you know national cat convention or something. <laughs> yes, yes. So 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 no one Austin, and if you're going to be traveling and wanting to spend the night and uh, check out uh, both days as well, all the things to do in Austin, uh, make I would make plans early to uh, go ahead and secure those reservations because you never know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, and, and it, it, there's an interesting component that we're adding this year that uh, I think will be a, a big part in the future, and that is kind of the the wood-focused fine home-building aspect, uh, and that's something that's going to be new this year. Where we're going to have okay. a small section for demos and booths that are focused on carpentry, a little bit more from you know the school's mm-hmm. perspective of fine furniture into woodworking where it starts to get into carpentry and home building and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. You mentioned y'all were doing some um, timber framing classes and stuff like that. So you yeah, know, that, yeah, that's, that's cool. Even into, you know, wood decking products and home framing, things like that. Uh, as mm-hmm. long as they're wood related, then we want them at the Texas. Okay. So no one's going to be selling a sham wow there or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. The way I would explain it, <laughs> Is the you know the Tottenham Press family? You have you have fine woodworking, you have fine home building, and yeah. that's kind of the relationship. Well, you also got fine cooking too. So there's fine gardening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe 2024 <laughs> is going to have some cooking and gardening. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well. Well. Cool. Well. So who are going to be doing the uh, presentations there? You mentioned uh, Frank Straza and. Um, Philip Morley, who else you got lined up? There? Yeah, Andrew Hunter is coming down. Oh, really? Cool. Talking yeah. about some Japanese woodworking as well as some Chinese furniture. Um, that's a big passion of his. Uh, he's going to be bringing some of his Japanese planes so people can you know, make some really fun shavings during the show. Uh, we've got some of our local teachers that are going to do a class. And then we're talking to three other people that we're going to be flying into the show that they haven't finished their their classes that they want to teach, so I'll leave that uh, TBD. But um, I think that'll be really awesome if, if they end up coming. All right, fantastic. And so, who are going to be some of the exhibitors and uh, uh, vendors that are going to be there at the show? Yeah, some of the some of the usuals that we've had from uh, you know Jason Thigpen, Texas Heritage, and mm-hmm. lots of new companies on the CNC side or dust collection side. We've got 
Lee Nelson is going to be there and, and a few other hand tool companies. Um, Textile. Oh, really? So, so Lee Nelson's going to have their, their whole uh, setup there. Huh? Going back on the road. Well, they, so they, they kind of do a modified version now okay. where because one of their, their uh, employees lives here in Austin where yeah. he comes and represents Lee Nelson. I, it, and maybe, maybe not. They, if, they want to go big. They might ship that whole crate down here and have the whole spread. But uh, to my knowledge, they're going smaller, but it'll still be Lee Nelson as a company. You can still buy tools there. Uh, but I okay. think Curtis is just going to be demoing the tools he has. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, cool. Yes. And uh, if you can, you bring your spare blades and have them sharpen them for you. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where's the net? <laughs> yeah, where's the net? Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a good activity. Blade sharpening while festival's going on. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because uh, his blade sharpening is what sold me on the Lee Nelson uh, uh, miter plane, the 51. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And that right there is why Thomas Lee Nielsen hired Denon was to yeah. sell 51. Well, no, no, <laughs> it's, it's Curtis. It's, isn't it Curtis? Mm -hmm. Curtis yeah, 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 Curtis is, uh, is a local Austin guy, yeah. Yeah, he was he was here in Houston and uh, sold me on that. But yeah, I think every. But what was interesting is, uh, you know, after about every third person that tried that plane, he was like taking the blade out, sharpening up, because mm -hmm. <laughs> he was. I think it was ingrained walnut or something. We were cutting with it or something Jeez. like that. Yeah. Anyway. One of the key things on that if plane is that that blade has to be sharp, 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 sharp. Exactly. Well, that's great. Well, so who's uh, who do you have sponsoring the show so far this year? Yeah, so Woodcraft is sponsoring again, and oh, then fantastic. Yeah, they they've been a big supporter of the event, and then we're still talking to a lot of other companies about some of the other sponsors that we have or sponsorship packages that we have. Working on some really cool big sponsorships, kind of uh, over the whole event and the construction component. So lots of big things in the works. Well, cool. So, um, so you're still open for sponsors at this point in time. So, uh, people yeah, can go yeah. to the Texas Woodworking uh, Festival .com and check out that. And are you are are you starting to sell tickets yet? Yeah, yeah. You can buy okay. tickets now. We still have an early bird discount till the end of the month, but we're still looking for exhibitors and attendees and sponsors. And we'll probably do that all the way throughout the the summer until we get to about August. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Well, fantastic. So that, that means uh, since you're at the Palmer Center, you have a lot of room and stuff like that. So it's not going to be quite as, well, I don't want to say the last ones are crowded, but there'll be a little bit more walking room, so to speak. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, it's one of those things where it's, it's exciting and terrifying how much yeah. bigger it is. The, mm. the space that we're in now is almost three times bigger. So there, there's going to be quite a bit more room. Mm -hmm. just in the walkways and things like that but we're the number of booths that we already have booked now is already the same size as last year's event and we're still oh wow six yeah. months oh, awesome. so. so hopefully we'll, we'll fill, end up filling all of those but if we do that's a, a few over a hundred exhibitors wow fill all of the booths and tables yeah yeah uh, you're going to start rivaling some of the events they have they used to have out east so this is fantastic mm-hmm this is going to be good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's lots of new companies that are signing on, um, tight bond. And we're talking to some other big companies, uh, CNC companies that I haven't necessarily heard of. And then definitely in the, the individual furniture maker kind of influencer realm, uh, there's a lot more companies that are or individuals that are signing on, which is always exciting just to see 
people just making furniture at the show, which is always a big component that we want to have there. Mm -hmm. Well, the fantastic. This is going to be great. I can't wait to be there. I need to make my, speaking of which, I need to make hotel reservations as we speak. So, <laughs> so I'm glad this won't come out for a week or so. So I can make sure I yeah, can book get, now. My, <laughs> get my hotel reservations. Already yeah, yeah, you got till yeah. the end of March if you want that early bird discount. Yep. Well, exactly. We'll definitely get on that. So, um, so let's move on to um, the Austin School of Furniture. So what's happening there? Yeah, yeah. We've, we've got a lot of big things that we're working on. Um, we we kind of had these four or five major avenues that we were going down. And, and, you know, I feel like every time I'm here, I talk about the classes, and, and that's definitely a big component. But we've started to say, okay, we've survived five years. How do we survive another five more? Uh, mm -hmm. So we started looking at these big picture things. And, one of which is the Texas Woodworking Festival, getting that to a really good, stable uh, kind of rhythm every year where it's, it's running nice and streamlined. Uh, the other is trying to buy our property or, or buy some other property. And uh, that, that one uh, has been difficult and we're still working on that. It's, it's pretty expensive to buy real estate in Austin. And another really fun one that is actually happening is we're starting a nonprofit. So we've, we've filed the paperwork to start a nonprofit that is essentially going to be a, a philanthropic arm of the school to go after grants and donations to create uh, scholarships uh, for woodworking classes for veterans and LGBTQ members and women and, and all types of communities to help uh, increase diversity in woodworking and, and mm -hmm. get more people into our classes and other classes that wouldn't normally be able to do so well that's great that's great yeah yeah that's that's fantastic now you i think last time we talked you were moving into a new facility so how is yeah. that yeah we've been there been there for about a year ish or uh -huh. more. yeah and it's great we've settled in and got things set up mostly the way we want we're still moving things around still buying new tools it's pretty pretty standard mm -hmm. but yeah we're, we're really loving the space and it is an air-conditioned facility it is fully air conditioned, which is really nice come July. Yeah. I'm just picturing, you know, building a piece of furniture and then a second you hit go outside just explodes apart as it expands <laughs> in the <laughs> Texas humidity. Yeah. Now we air condition stuff. It's still humid as hell inside. It's just air conditioned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean it's it's still a warehouse, so you know, when it's 100 degrees outside, best it can do is maybe 79, maybe 80 degrees, which is comfortable, but it's yeah. still warm. Yeah. That's, it, that's a five-ton unit just going full speed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So shorts and T-shirts during the summer, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, it does make a huge difference, though. It's much more comfortable. Yeah. Well, now one of the things I noticed that you started is a podcast. So, you know, we got a little rivalry going here. Oh, you know, man. The oh. Austin School of Furniture podcast. But you actually do a video and audio, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. we have all that equipment. So it was, it was yeah. much more of, you know, why are we not interviewing these people when they come to the school? Uh, so when we have time, it's it's just a really fun, fun thing to do. We're not, we're not trying to. Right, <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. It's a big pool. There's, there's room yeah. for everybody. Oh, so, plenty yeah. of room. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But no, I think that's excellent because you have some excellent instructors coming in, and uh, I guess you you grab them for about thirty to forty five minutes and and let them talk about you know what they've been doing and you know 
their philosophy on woodworking and some other things. You know, I saw the one with Andrew Hunter and you went into a little bit about his sports backgrounds yeah. <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. So it, it's kind of interesting. It's, it's, uh, it's very interesting. So I encourage people to check that out. Uh, uh, is it's just Austin school of furniture podcast? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So you can get that on your favorite pod catchers or they do have a YouTube channel. So check that out. Um, the YouTube channel is kind of interesting. Uh, that's where I've seen most of them because I followed you and they started popping up and I went, Hey, what's this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, it does make it nice from time to time to, yeah. to show off what they're, what they're doing. And you know, all mm -hmm. the teachers are already there teaching. So usually we can have tools or, or pieces of furniture on the bench and actually show what's going, what's going on. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of that, what um, classes or instructors do you have coming up? So this weekend, I'm actually teaching a class on the Panther Router. Okay. So that'll be a, a fun class that we just kind of work through everything Panther Router and go through all the different templates and joints that we can make. And then we make a small little project is just kind of a, a practice application of those techniques. Mm-hmm. And then, so if you bought a panel router and you're in the Southwest, throw that manual away, come to the class. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's me. It just seems. I wouldn't say throw the manual away. Just store it somewhere secure. I don't, I don't know class. what the setup's like for a panel router, but it just seems like you, once you get it tuned, you're just like zip, 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 moving on, cutting dovetails and mortises. and. That's what they, they make you think you can. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's easier for some. Uh, and I found that some people have a, a pretty big learning curve, but once you kind of learn those basics or someone shows you, then you can kind of figure it out. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Um, so what else do you have coming up? Who else you got coming up? Yeah. And then pretty much all next week will be prep for the Morley lounge chair class. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Uh, it is not possible to build a lounge chair in seven days. Uh, because I spend four days ahead of time milling all the wood for everybody. So <laughs> that is what I'll be doing next week. Oh, cool. Fantastic. Well, that, well, that's kind of interesting because you do have some of those skill-based classes that you offer at the school as well as having, you know, full project classes with, yeah, yeah. you know, um, instructors, you know, across the country that come in, um, whether they, you know, some of them are local, but some of them like Andrew Hunter come in mm -hmm. and, and do that. So that is absolutely, I mean, it's, it's just wonderful to have a resource like that here and here in the Lone Star State. So, yeah, yeah, we just posted some new ones for the summer that mm. are going to be kind of both project based and skill based. Phil's going to be teaching one on drawer making and drawer fitting. So, mm -hmm. you know, design whatever piece you want, but if you want to get better at making those actual drawers and how to fit them, how to wax them, get that piston fit, we have a, a short little class on that, uh, as well as uh, lumber core, a technique on building stave core or lumber core panels and doors oh wow that that is that is pretty cool mm -hmm. and, and um then you'll also have like a um i guess like a basic woodworking introductory course that'll go through the basic stuff as well as going into intermediate and advanced type woodworking so it's kind of like a a almost a full curriculum of woodworking to get uh you know from a being a basic woodworker all the way to an advanced woodworker so it's fantastic yeah, yeah, we've got the, the fundamentals of woodworking is what we call it, and that's by far our most popular class. We have three of them going on concurrently right now. So mm -hmm. it's uh, a daytime class right now, and then we usually have them in the evenings. So it's seven weeks, and you come once a week, 
and mm. every seven weeks we're offering one, two, or three of those. Oh, that's that's wonderful. And now you also saw that y'all offer private instruction. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that was something that came out of the pandemic of one-on-one classes. A lot more people felt comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And that has kind of tri- transitioned into those that either have an unusual time line or time frame where they can't really commit to every Tuesday evening, or they have something that is very specific they want to make. I want to make a dining room table that is exactly this size and nothing different will work. And so we find a a teacher that is a good fit for them and then they design the project together and then they come up with a schedule and they meet at the school and they work on that project together. Oh, that's wonderful. That's a great, great thing. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I don't see a lot of that being offered out there, and that's mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. Like a tailored fit kind of thing. I yeah, mean, it's, it's really cool. It's it's great uh, in the sense that it's a it's a slower pace and uh, a little bit easier for the teacher, but mm-hmm. there is way more coordination that happens oh, ahead that. of time, and ninety eight percent of the time, the class never actually happens. It doesn't work out timing or money or or whatever so there's a lot of filtering through projects that aren't a good fit somebody wants you to build their closet at their home that's not not gonna happen and sometimes it takes a couple emails to figure that out yeah yeah. once you find a student that does have a good project and has a good timeline then it's it's usually a really great thing for the teacher and for the student and for the school Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to build my closet and I'll watch you work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, or, or, or I mean, even so, like, teach me how to build my closet. It's, it's a hard yeah. thing to do. Well, yeah. the big thing is the money. We have to explain to something uh, the cheapest option is for you to buy that piece of furniture. Yeah. The second cheapest option is for you to pay someone else to build that for you. The third cheapest option is for me to tell you how to build that piece of furniture. And yep. they, they would think, well, but I'm, how is this the most expensive option? It's like this will take four times longer and be four times more expensive. Mm-hmm. Private class yeah. route. But it's yeah. one of those teach a guy to fish, he'll feed his family with fish kind of things. Like paying for that, going through that process will inform you to go further than have yeah. to do this multiple times. Right. And the, using that metaphor, they don't have a fishing pole at home. <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fishing and or a lake. Yeah. Or a lake. Yeah. Or a lake. Yeah. That's, that's great. Well, well, so what else have uh, you been doing woodworking or otherwise? Anything that uh, we haven't talked about at the Austin School of Furniture, the Texas Woodworking Festival? Oh, I mean, yeah, there's always stuff happening. Uh, I'm gearing up to start renovating uh, two houses. We we are we bought a new house, and so we're moving into that. And I'm going to try to do all the trim and all the doors and all of that over time and kind of make them really nice So on that fine carpentry side be working on some of those projects at the school since that's my main shop. Yeah. Well, wow. That sounds like you uh, bit off a lot to chew there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm drinking out of a coffee mug right now is because all of the, the glass is already packed. At the <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, at the, we're at that point. We're at the worst stage of the move. We're half is at the other house. And no matter what you need, whatever you need is always at the other house. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, yeah. Well, that's that's great. That's great. So, so have you sold your existing house yet? No, no. We're going to do a couple small projects, uh, mm-hmm. and probably within a month or two, we'll, we'll put it up on the market. 
All right. Well, well, good luck. Good luck. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, I, I don't envy that task as, uh, you know, as listeners know, I've been looking to move for, I don't know, 10 years now. And uh, <laughs> every, every time I look into it, it's just like, okay, if it's existing house, you know, I've seen so many houses and so many of them, it's just like, no, I don't want to do all this work myself you know, or sometimes pay to have it done. So I don't know. I'm looking at land now. Yeah. I'm going to build. Well, that's so, one thing that we found is, yeah, it's been a while since I've hired somebody else to do work and mm. it definitely seems like prices have gone significantly up since I mm-hmm. had anybody from, from countertops to fencing. It's just really, this is what it costs now. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's incredible. So, I mean, it, arguably it, it was within the, the, the shortage of the pandemic, you know, on the, the supply and all that stuff. Yeah. But I had somebody quote me, uh, we were looking at adding onto the house and, and a couple different ways of doing it. And um, first of all, uh, the the quote was, if if we touch a kitchen, it's 50000 to start. <laughs> and then uh, we was like, okay, what if we expand into our garage and build a new garage in front of our garage? It's kind of a Midwestern th- kind of thing to do. But um, a 600-square-foot garage, she said, well, right now the price for a, a open garage is 110 square, 100, $110 per square. I said, honey, let me do the quick math. That's a $60,000 open garage. Wow. That's amazing. And I'm, yeah. this was when plywood was like $25 instead of five. So you're like, I get it. Like there's yeah. something to that, but it was just like astronomical. Mm-hmm. Hard, hard to fathom, really, really, really. <laughs> Especially because I have a carpentry like background. I, I used to build houses and I'm like, I know I can do this. Like don't talk about labor to me. Like that's an amazingly high everything. You know, and yeah. the quote it's that was scary. So that hasn't happened. <laughs> and still hasn't happened. Yeah. Someday maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had a um I, I got a guy that I know locally, an acquaintance of mine. I wouldn't say a friend, but acquaintance. I, I bump him to him all the time. But he's one of the local contractors around here and he does excellent work. And I had him redo my deck, all the um handrails and the stairs and all of that. And I did that like probably a couple of months before the pandemic and I paid like six grand for the work. And, um, I was talking to him, you know, no, this had to been about six, nine months ago. And he goes, Oh yeah, if I was doing your job now, I wouldn't touch it for less than $12,000, you know, basically double the price. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, that's what he goes. You know, he goes, that's what the market is now. He goes, I'm so busy. You know, I got to quote those prices because I just got so much work ahead of me and stuff like that. So, I just yeah, like, I mean, okay, well, we'll see what happens with the interest rates going up. That's probably going to slow down in a few months, but who knows? Who knows? I would have thought it would have slowed down by now, but apparently not. We're not out of the woods yet. Not out of the woods yet, but yeah, and with that said, my mom has COVID. So, um. oh no! <laughs> oh, yes. Oh god. Yeah, yeah. A couple of days ago, she called me and goes, "I just tested myself. I got COVID." And I'm like, "Oh great!" So anyway, she's doing all right. Um, Good. No fever or shortness of breath or stuff, but she has all the symptoms. Lost her taste of smell, her taste and smell, and you know those kind of things. But she says it's starting to come back. So. Uh, Hopefully she'll be fine. Yeah. Well, I know she'll be fine. So, but you know, hopefully she'll be fine soon. So, but with that, 
bombshell. Let's move on to more <laughs> nightly beer choices. So I'll start us off. Um, I went back to uh, my heydays as a college student. You know, before oh, they boy. had craft beers, they had some. Uh, you know, we had some premium beers back in the day. I'm thinking Lowenbrow or what I had today, <laughs> Heineken. So Heineken. So oh. Heineken. Honey, yeah, honey so. was honey was the the fancy stuff. Exactly, exactly. Honeycomb <laughs> right. and Rolling, Rolling Rock, you were, you were wealthy. Drink that. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't half bad. I hadn't had one in probably at least a year. And uh, I think I said that last time I had one. Hey, this isn't half bad. <laughs> it, is, it is nearer to water than beer. And let's be honest. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a step up from the Miller Lite, you know. It is. It yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's somewhere between Miller Lite and um what Sam Adams, somewhere in between those two. Yeah, by uh by notoriety. And I'm talking about the regular by... Sam Adams, not the <laughs> they, they do make some good beers, but just the right lager Sam Adams. But anyway. Right. So uh Brian, where are you drinking? So um, this is a little quiz. This is a uh the name of this beer is a line from a movie. Let's see if you can guess the movie. Uh it's I know you, you know you. And I know you know that I know you is the name of the beer. <laughs> Does that ring a bell? Any? It's a comedy. It rings a bell. All right. So it's from Dodgeball is one of Ben Stiller's oh. lines. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, it's a Northeast style IPA. From, yeah, that's right. I remember now. I remember the yeah, exact scene now. Yeah. Jay Wakefield Brewing out of Miami. It's it's uh it's pretty good. Uh, I never had it before, but it, I yeah, I'm a I'm a sucker for good can art. So this had a um like the global gym arm coming through in the dodgeball. So it got me. Oh Thanks. yeah. Nice. But it's yeah. good. Yeah. I, I highly suggest it if, you, if you're down South. There you go. Go to Miami and get some, that very short name. It's like the longest <laughs> <Yeah>. name ever. <laughs> what would be the, the acronym on that? I-K-Y-U-K-Y-A-I-K-Y. Nope. K-A-T-I-K-Y. Nope. Nope. Yeah, it'd be like Ika Wiki Wiki Terrible. Yeah. So it's a little yeah. wild. Mm -hmm. Sean, how about you? Oh, so I mean I, I insulted Heineken, so I can <laughs> say plainly that I'm drinking Miller Light. You know, it's it's the house beer. I have nothing special tonight. Move along. Austin, <laughs> what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm I'm actually drinking bourbon. I've, oh, good man. The whiskey distillery that's right next to my house called Still Austin. So I'm drinking their music. Which is their straight bourbon whiskey? Yeah, I've had that. That's that's pretty good stuff. Out of a Campbell's soup coffee mug, because it's all I could find. <laughs> no, I'm not an alcoholic. Dignified. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> is is that blood on the mug? What is? is... No, no, it's, it's, it's like a faded Campbell's soup. Yeah. Okay. It's about 25 years old, so it's kind of worn down. Mm -hmm. Well loved. The dishwasher's done some work on it. <laughs> Well, great. Well, so uh, Austin, where can uh, folks find you on the interwebs? Well, they can check us out at the Austin School of Furniture podcast, as well as the website, austinschoolfurniture.com. And of course, you can find tickets on the texaswoodworkingfestival.com website. And uh, those tickets price go up on the last day of March. Fantastic. So Brian, what about yourself? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Opst Woodworks, and Opst is O-B-S-T. Kyle, how about you? 
Uh, you can always find me on Instagram at Barton.Kyle or BB Custom Tools, bbcustomtools.com, or on YouTube under BB Custom Tools or Kyle Barton. Sean, what about yourself? You can find me on most social medias at SeanW78. And that just about wraps it up for this show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. And while you're there, please leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, go over to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. But the best thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.